Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. They say that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But in the case of Derek Kaufman, the apple rolled all the way to L.A. The one thing Derek and his mother share in common, however, is the love for breaking news. TMZ is breaking news faster than the New York Times. So sit back and enjoy the news from Hollywood as only the Kaufman family can bring it. All right, and uh, we missed each other last week, but uh, my son Derek is here for the segment on celebrity gossip. How you doing, kid? I'm hanging in there. How are you? We had a big week at the office. We launched our TMZ Audio Network, which is exciting because I'm spearheading it, and uh, I hope everyone will download the podcast. I'm working. I host one with Jason, the other lawyer here, called Last Days, where we do uh, biggest celebrity death stories we've ever broken and, and, and others. Uh, we hope everyone checks it out. Paul Walker, Robin Williams, uh, Amy Winehouse, they're up. Yeah, no, it's Ew. exciting. Check it out. I know, but that's that's your show is based on the the deaths that you f- were the first ones to report. That's so morbid. Not always us reporting it, but look, we get the accurate information. We get it out to people as quickly as possible, and yeah. you know, people love celebrities and they love these types of stories and done in a very respectful way. Don't worry, even though it's TMZ, we we handle it with care. Good. I hope so. Don't, you know, I I spent enough years embarrassing you with my radio program, uh, you know, to turn about fair play, I guess. Well, all right. You know, I'm coming out there. I'm getting to go to Harry Potter World, whatever that is. I have no idea. I know. We're going to put you in the sorting hat. The sorting hat? Oh, you don't even know about sorting hats? That's that's to determine which house at Hogwarts you live in. You better know this stuff before you see your seven, newly minted seven-year-old granddaughter. She's very heavily into the mythology of Harry Potter. Okay, I'll have to do a, like a, a, a quick study on, on all of this stuff. But while I'm there, do you think you could get me on uh, the, the karaoke show, the James Corden Carpool Karaoke, like Kim Kardashian? Uh, you know, I don't know if I can book you a, a seat. He doesn't have many shows left, but of his few remaining, uh, Kim's in the in the in the passenger seat for this one, and she's been on James Corden before. Um, but she's doing another carpool karaoke, and there there are shots of them uh, visiting, you know, a convenience store at a gas station, and he's probably going to pick out a bunch of silly sunglasses and stuff. And she looks, you know, like Kim. She looks like a Marvel superhero with a with a, like. 15-inch waist and a full hourglass figure in, in her ripped jeans. So I'm sure this will be, you know, very heavily watched. And James Corden is, is winding down his show, but he's doing it in style. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I watched it a few times, but, uh, you know, I, I did tune into his emotional goodbye monologue uh, or where he was talking about how he's leaving um, or he was leaving the – Whatever that show is called, it's not the karaoke. Yeah, the late, 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 late yeah. show. Yeah, the late show. Um, I watched that the other day, try to figure out who he is, but it's, you know, uh, he, yeah, he look, does... he's a polarizing figure. He, you know, he's a late night host, so those are usually just gregarious, upbeat guys. But there were stories about him sort of having some harsh words for 
some restaurant employees, and his right. reputation has taken a hit as of late. Um, but he'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> if you host a late night show for that many years, you can have a soft hit. Yeah, I guess so. Well, you had to be following that uh, Murdoch case as like everybody else in America was. I mean, it is ha- happens to uh, be, I think, one of the most disgusting, hard to uh, wrap my mind around murder cases in a long time. And yesterday I heard OJ weigh in on it, which really um, gave me a headache. Yeah, you know, O.J. has become sort of, I don't know what you would call him, the public ombudsman, whenever these types of uh, topics uh, come to light. Obviously, this is a double homicide, so people are saying, hey, I, I know the most famous uh, double homicide. I'd love to hear his views on it. O.J. Right. sort of leans into these things and gave a, a little uh, explanation of his views of the case and whether Alex Murdaugh would, would get off, what his chances were, and so forth. Uh, he ended up getting convicted. Two counts oh. of murder, two counts of possession of a weapon during the commission of a violent crime. I mean, this jury absolutely uh, thought he was guilty, even though he has maintained his innocence. They reached the verdict in less than three hours of deliberations. I mean, this was a horrific double homicide where his wife Maggie and Paul were killed by different guns. His alibi fell apart when a video surfaced of him at the dog kennels on their property, uh, you know, moments before the murders when he said he sort of wasn't there and came upon them already killed. So his life is effectively over, and the judge, what was interesting, kind of indicated that he thought the death penalty might have been uh, a better way to sort of present the case and, and for prosecutors to pursue the death penalty and said, look, if this isn't heinous enough, I don't know what is. I, I right. certainly imposed the death penalty for less heinous murders. And you don't hear a judge sort of come down that way uh, too often. No, I said the same thing in my monologue today that, you know, if ever there was a reason to have a death penalty, uh, Alex Murdaugh, that narcissistic, uh, um, you know, family killer, uh, certainly should have gotten it. Um, But it was interesting that that his lawyer, because Harpoolian is a great lawyer, allowed him to get up there on the witness stand. I mean, once that happened, I knew he was going to get convicted because he's not a sympathetic character at all. I found it fascinating as well. You know, Murdaugh is a lawyer himself, so I wonder if it's one of those cases where a client uh, didn't know uh, what was best for his own good, because you rarely see defendants uh, present on the stand, especially in cases like this, because it can go so poorly. You know, he's not very sympathetic in any respect. This is a very wealthy family in a pretty small area of, of South Carolina where the community's really turned on them recently, so I didn't know what the upside they thought but apparently uh you know you're the you have to follow your client if the client wants to take the stand in their own defense uh he will do so so that's what yeah. happened here i'm not sure if he did it over the lawyer's objection or the lawyer uh sort of wanted him to do so but it did not go well yeah it did not go well and can you imagine he goes yeah i robbed nine million dollars from my law firm and yeah i ripped off all my customers and yeah the housekeeper fell and i was about to go to court for a civil case where i didn't pay her family the money i owed them but i'm not a killer i mean (laughs) that's that's how he tried to present the case though he tried to fall on the sword about all these financial (laughs) misdeeds uh but maintain that yeah i'm an awful person but i wasn't awful in this instance it was certainly a strategic call to sort of just uh, admit to a bunch of things and, and maintain your innocence on others, but it backfired. I mean, yeah. he's going to spend the left, rest of his life in prison. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, and like the judge said, the judge who, by the way, had been in the courtroom with him as an attorney numerous times. So, you know, it, that that had to be uh, 
an interesting, uh, I, I wonder if that doesn't give some sort of grounds for appeal, but I doubt it. Even uh, Dershowitz said yesterday, nah, you can't win an appeal in this case. Yeah, it would have to be, it would take a monumental procedural error or something to, to reverse a verdict like this, but I'm sure he'll exercise all his rights to, uh, to challenge it. Uh, he's fighting for his life at this point. Yeah. Um, I also, you know, I, I I feel like I have to ask you, Matthew McConaughey is, you know, had uh, uh, an interesting life, to say the very least. And the other day I reported on this flight that reached some, you know, altitude uh, coming out of Washington, D.C., and then it was a Lufthansa flight, I believe, and uh, you know, they showed these pictures of, of broken glass and the whole interior of the plane is a mess. He was on that flight? He and his wife were oh. on this Lufthansa flight, as you said, uh, which had to make an emergency landing in in Washington, D.C. They were, you know, he lives in Texas very famously. They took off from Austin. They were trying to get to Germany for some reason. And the turbulence was so bad that the plane lost 4,000 feet of, of altitude pretty swiftly. Uh, and it caused, you know, real disarray in the cabin. You can imagine maybe they lost some pressure. There's bread rolls all over the ground. There's broken glass. This is quite a scene, and it must have been absolutely terrifying. Um, they then got on a rescheduled flight, and his wife, Camilla Alves uh, McConaughey, was, was, you know, sort of doing a, a social media post talking about how scary it was, and the pilot actually told them that their next flight would have 45 minutes of turbulence, uh, even flying out of D.C., and you start to feel kind of cursed, <laughs> or uh. immediate PTSD setting in. Yeah. Well, listen, i got to get on a plane in uh, 72 hours, so i got to put this out of my mind. And I they... hope you'll have a smooth ride to, to Los Angeles and nothing like the McConaughey <laughs> terrifying <laughs> flight. You know, although I, I did learn one thing from their experience, and that is if it, something like that were to happen, g immediately get on Instagram and let the whole world know about it. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Anyway, that's, I will... That's, that's the world we live in. <laughs> it is. I will see you soon. Is there anything you want from Florida? You need uh, you know, anything you know, that oh, you're missing? Oh, you know all my favorite treats. Bring me something that I love from my youth. <laughs> okay. And just bring all right. yourself. All right. See you soon. Thanks, kid. Bye-bye. All right. That uh, pretty much does it for me. I can't believe how quickly this week went by. And I had to do all that driving yesterday, but uh, it was actually um, it's actually a good week. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm at peace. You know, I've had some strange things happen in the world, but uh, uh, I can still I can still uh, keep my my, my positive outlook. I just try not to look at what's going on in Washington for a couple of days. Anyway, I will be on the air on Monday, and then uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, I will be uh, <laughs> at Hogwarts or something like that. So, uh, But I'll be back 
on on Thursday. So don't worry, we got best of tapes. Uh, Sharina's been putting compiling things together, and if you really loved that monologue from yesterday, we're going to rebroadcast that and a couple of other segments that we had a lot of reaction to. So there's no reason not to listen. As a matter of fact, you might have missed something that you really shouldn't have missed. I thank you for your time this time until next time. Now, my plan is to be back here on Monday, if it be his will and he delays his coming. What lies behind us and what lies ahead of us are their tiny matters compared to what lies within us. So wherever you are, just be yourself. Everybody else is taken. And do something really interesting this weekend. You know, go to a movie, go to a concert, do something besides look at the television screen and see just how awful the uh, political scene is in D.C. or Tallahassee. May God bless you and may God bless the United States of America.